You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Okay, Kevin, hit the button. Hit the button, Kevin. Oh, oh, where's it? There it is. It's the little button. I found the button. Yay! That's not information you'd like to share. No. Oh, no, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) The magic button. Anyway, before we go too far down that one, folks, welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 234. Elisa's a little tired. Mike's got a lot of caffeine, and I'm drinking uh, carbonated water, so there could be noises that you're just not going to be prepared for. Fair warning, folks. Fair warning. And Kevin's touching the button. That's right. I touched it. Ooh, there it is. Oh, <laughs> oh me. So, but before we get too far into the show, because Elisa shared with me some snow porn this week, I will let her give her weather forecast. Okay, right but, now it's raining and 45 degrees. You got any chance of any more of the little white angels showing up? Nope, nope. It's going to be 61 on Wednesday, and looks like it's going to be in the, we're all over the place. 49 tomorrow, 60 on Thursday, 48 on Friday, 46 on Sunday, but all sunny. Yeah, oh well. Let, <laughs> just for folks that don't understand what I'm talking about, uh, where Elisa lives, she got... It was a little bit of snow, which you get maybe like a half inch, if that yeah. much. Yeah, it was gone uh, the next day. Yeah, but it, she was sending me video and pictures, and I'm sitting there. I had to take a moment and tell everybody to st- stay out of my cube for a little while. So <laughs> Went home and took a cold shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. After last week, I'm not, after last week's show, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> And the goo is gone. <laughs> uh, no. But yeah, so uh, for us, the weather, though, unfortunately, isn't going to be that nice. It's going to be, it was miserable here today. It was like 78 degrees. It was so god, godly hot. And then um, it's going to be, we're going up and down too, Elise. So we're kind of following your waveform there. Uh, our, we peak out, I think it's Thursday. Or no, it's Wednesday around 80 degrees. And then we start slipping down into the upper 50s and 60s and a little bit lower, down closer to freezing at night. So it will feel so good. I might even turn off the ceiling fan. Meanwhile, wow. I've got the electric blanket on high. <laughs> Where, I, had to put a, I had to put a sweatshirt on before we started recording. I'm freezing. I'm still in t shirt and shorts, which as long as we're above about 25 degrees outdoors i'm gonna be in t-shirt and shorts outside so and i kind of fall somewhere in the middle there because i I do have uh a heavier shirt on but got my sleeves rolled up that's how i i like wearing long sleeve shirts so if it gets a little warm i can put the sleeves up if it starts to cool off i can pull them down i don't have to bother trying to find a sweater or something but like uh so i'm kind of in the middle there um I'm okay, but my feet are cold because they just get that way. Um, but for us this week, right now, we're at about 42 degrees. And our temperatures this week are going to be, oh, I think between, well, Monday, oh, it's actually supposed to get up to 70. But then the rest of the week, um, it'll be between uh, the low 60s. Let's just put it that way. It'll be kind of somewhere in that neighborhood. So it's a typical fall day. Uh, Halloween. Oh, it could be kind of warm. The little darlings may be sweating to death uh, for Halloween. <laughs> anyway, 
I, I always used to hate that when we'd have a warm Halloween and be schwitzing from the pits in my uh, costume. It was miserable. Get home and be all costume stick tees, you try to peel it off. Uh, I always hated snow because then you always had uh, kids were tromping through snow and that could get kind of messy sometimes. We actually had snow. We were we were we were carving pumpkins today. We were sitting out on the deck. I posted some photos on my Twitter account as we were carving pumpkins today, and it was so warm we did it outside to keep the mess out there. And then we roasted the pumpkin seeds. Um, not a fan of them, but the rest of the family likes them. Yeah, so whatever. But uh, and I posted. I said normally you know it's usually too cool or rainy to do it outside or windy or something like that. Um, but then I thought well you know it was just like three years no. Four years ago, we had snow on the ground at Halloween, uh, so uh. that's a rarity for us. It's not the earliest it's ever snowed, but it is a little rare for us to have snow at Halloween. It's only the second time in my memory I remember seeing it, so it was interesting. It was interesting. So this week, I have some follow-up from last week as far as retro gaming. More? I didn't buy any. Wow. <laughs> There's a new trend. That's the first time in three weeks. <laughs> I didn't buy any, and I kept to my word. I promised I wouldn't, Okay, I didn't. So now you're free next week to double up. You got it. Okay. <laughs> Just be forewarned. So, um, but no, I wanted to start out this week with some of the biggest news out there. We can start either way. I will leave it to a majority vote of the panel. We have the big Apple announcements, and we have the big Microsoft announcements. Panels, one for, hold up one finger. For Mike, for Apple, two fingers for Microsoft. Are you at this one? That one's fine. That one's fine. Yeah, I'll That's, go with that one too. Yeah, yeah, sure. Right, we go. So we have a unanimous vote <laughs> for the Apple announcements. Right. So for those that haven't seen, uh, Apple had a or don't know, I should see. Yeah, it's great audio podcast. For those that are looking at us right now, uh, for those that haven't watched it yet, Apple had a major keynote on Thursday. Uh, unfortunately, this time I, because of work schedules, I wasn't able to take ho- take off and watch it live, so I uh, had to watch the stream later, which is okay. Um, it wasn't as long a one; I think it was about eighty minutes, maybe, if I remember right. And the major thrust of the announcement was on the new MacBook Pros, and I will reserve my comments until after the remainder of the panel. But we are going to yield to Miss Pacelli for her comments on the new MacBook Pros. But we talked about this on Three Geeky Ladies and recorded a couple hours after the announcements. Suzay's the only one who's excited. Vicky and I are, eh. I don't like that it's USB-C right now because that means all of your devices, they don't work. Your hard drive, um, I use a the mouse. I have a wireless mouse. My my microphone right now. None of this would work if I went out and bought one today. Uh, then I'd have to go out and buy money, spend money on a dong, you know, all the different dongles to to get them all to work. I also have an SD slot in this computer, and I use that SD slot. Not anymore. So you'd have to get some sort of adapter for that. Uh, people use SD cards for photos out of their digital cameras. I use them for putting music on micro SD card. Put music on it to put into my. Um, my speaker, my creative speaker that I've got, uh, the SD card for the Amazon Fire tablet. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. You know, to put put um, movies and such on that. Actually, there's a way around that. I can tell you about that. Okay. 
So I can save you there. Um, so that's like one one of the biggest things. Uh, the price is really sky high. Yeah, I. Just... It went. It went up more. What what I paid for this current computer, which is five hundred and twelve gigs of SSD, eight gigs of RAM, with the student discount because my son is a teacher, with the tax, with the Apple Care, was about two thousand dollars. This new computer starts at two thousand dollars for the same specs. I think a processor is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. And you've got the touch bar, which seems nice. But to me, it's not a. It's not enough to push me over the edge to say, oh, my God, I've got to have this. Like, Suze thought it was really, really cool, especially for her photography work and her graphic artwork. Right. But for me, it was like, I'll use it, but it's not one of those killer features that I personally feel I must have this. So I have no intention to buy well, what about the larger trackpad? How do you feel about that? I don't use a trackpad. I use a mouse. I'm oh, not you... comfortable with a trackpad. Oh, you don't? Even when you take your Mac with you, you don't? You take a mouse with you, or do you not take your Mac around much? I don't take the Mac, no. Oh, okay. Okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, for people that use a trackpad, I can see where that would be a big boon to have that larger trackpad. Um, Because I, I, I struggle with that at times, because my work laptop doesn't have a really large one, but... Most of the time, I've got a mouse handy, you know, in my pocket or something like. Shut up, Mike. Uh, <laughs> I, I've got a, I've got a, you know, a something handy, but I do use the trackpad occasionally. But again, that's on Windows, so a whole different story, anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for a trackpad. It's just not my thing. I prefer a mouse. And I know some people do not like mice. They just want to use a trackpad, and that's fine. You know, whatever you're more comfortable with, and I'm more comfortable with the mouse. I have this wireless mouse, and I love it. Which kind do you have? This this is old. This is a Logitech M305. Oh, I think I've got one of those, too. It's about $15 or so at Staples. That's the one I keep in my quote-unquote mobile office bag at work. So when I'm if I'm going to be out of my office all day, you know, going to meetings and stuff, I have this bag that I condense down. And I keep my laptop, my writing stuff, and, my, and a mouse and an extra charger so that no matter where I go, I... If I run out of battery, I can work. So, no. I mean, the nice thing about the USB-C is that because you have, I believe it's what, two ports on either side or three in one, however they laid it out, you can you can charge your computer on either side. Yeah. So, so that works well. Like if you're, if you're, because I remember one time, I think the charger was, port was on the right side of the computer. So I had to take my, I had to take the cord and like wrap it behind the computer because my outlet was on the left. So that's nice for people who, instead of having to wrap it around, they can just plug it in wherever they need to plug it in. And it's nice because it's like the lightning port where you don't have to worry about, am I putting it in the right way like you do with the USB? But I don't, like I said, I don't want to go out and buy all these dongles that run about 20 bucks a pop. Maybe you have to go out and buy a dock of some sort Yeah. instead. That. Now, am I am I correct too that are you talking about the thirteen or the fifteen inch? Thirteen. Now on the thirteen inch, there's different speeds on those USB ports too, on one side versus the other. Yes. So that's something I'm going. Why? <laughs> you can try to slice, dice it, spin it, whatever way you want. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and for me and my use, it's not a deal. Um, 
for some people it might be, but for me, that that's not a big of a deal. Well, and the thing I was, I was just looking at the specs cause I kind of, I haven't even bothered to go listen to the uh, announcement. I've just been kind of reading articles here and I'm looking, I'm on Apple's page here and I'm looking at this and if depending upon what you're going to do, if you want, you know, a dedicated graphics card or, you know, something a little bit more powerful than the Intel graphics, you got to go up to a 15 inch to get the Radeon, uh, 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 pro with two gigs of memory. And so now you're up to $2,400 there. Right. And so if you want to, you know, maybe play games or something on here, uh, you know, to play good games, you're going to probably want that Radeon. So now you're talking a minimum of 2400 And then depending upon what else you want. And I mean, if you, you know, to get the, four, that's only two gigs of video memory. If you want to get four gigs, that's going to be more. Um, yeah, you're going to be running, getting up there pretty high to get something. And I imagine if Suze is going to be doing Photoshop or something, she's probably going to want the Radeon card, I'm assuming. Um, depending upon how into it she gets, but um, you know that's going to get kind of pricey there. Yeah, I and just for reference, I was I know our friend Allison uh, ordered a new MacBook Pro. Uh, she ordered a new 15 inch. She said it was the middle of the road. I think she said uh, before tax and tip and everything else and Apple Care, it was uh, I think she said it was 29.99 is what mm. she had out there. And she was comparing it to the current MacBook Pro she has, which has somewhat similar specs, um, you know, as much as it could back then. She's, and, and she's always like, and she's like I am, she always kind of buys the middle of the road type of machine when you're buying something. You don't buy the top end unless you're really going for long-term use. Um, but I did that with my iPad and all sorts of other things. Anyway, the uh, and she said, well, you know, two years ago it was $3,100 for the middle of the road 15 inch that she got and this year it was only three thousand dollars so you know that's a little decrease with a bump in specs and then the little little slidey thingy whatever they call it the magic task bar whatever the hell it's called i forgot the touch the touch bar yeah touch bar excuse me i can't remember that name's not working for me uh (laughs) it'll take a while yeah uh so yeah my my biggest disappointment though was i was really hoping in the 13 inch pros we were going to get back quad-core processors. Why the hell do we not have, still not have quad-cores in the 13-inch for that damn much money? Mm-hmm. I should have a quad-core. And on top of that, I would like to see 16 gigs of RAM. That's an extra $200 no. in the in the 13-inch. $200. And I didn't price it out elsewhere, but it doesn't matter because I can't replace it myself. So it's either pay the 200 now or stick with the eight gig. Uh, yeah, that's true. But I did see something somewhere I think that said on the thirteen inch, you can actually replace the SSD if you wanted to. But yet not the RAM, but you could the SSD. I I'll have to. I think it was on the Verge. I saw an article about that, which just seemed odd. Why the mm. frig would you let me replace the SSD but not let me replace the RAM? What? The SSD is four hundred dollars if you want a terabyte. Whew. Ouch. That's that's painful. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. My other whole thing too is I mentioned this. A, a laptop is nice, but I'm not a laptop user when it comes to mm-hmm. my home desk setup. I need a desktop computer. My laptop is my iPad now. When it comes to portability, 
or my phone or both together. Um, I mean, that's that's just the way it is. I mean, would I buy a laptop if I could? Chit-chat, who the hell wouldn't buy one? Um, I mean, you know, just pissing away money. But I, I need them to bump the desktops up. That was the other disappointment I got mm-hmm. out of the whole announcement was, come on, guys, show some love for the iMac. Show some love for... Uh, the Mac Mini. What, I'm not even going to say anything about the Mac Pro. I mean, geez. Uh, yeah, Mac Mini, I wish they would, you know, they neutered it, and by the looks of the 13 uh, inch MacBooks with their dual cores, I just get this feeling that they're not going to go put a quad core processor in that Mac Mini anytime soon. I think they're going to stick with the dual core. And I don't know, maybe for most people, um, that may be sufficient for him, but I don't know. It just it. I prefer uh, quad core in there. Well, I think it's nice to have that availability. I mean, especially when I'm doing some video rendering, which I do do occasionally. Um, and I can tell you on this i7 that I'm using here, that's now what five and a half years old. When I'd video render, it would it would peg it up there, and but it was quick. It still got it, it could still crank through a. a uh, you know, like a uh, two-hour movie in, I don't know, maybe eight minutes, ten minutes, something like that. I don't remember. It wasn't too bad, you know, to render it out in different formats. But I'd hate to think of going back to a dual-core, what that would do. You know, because with the quad-core i7, I actually have eight virtual CPUs. Because it's, thre- it's multi-threaded. So you got four times two, which is eight. So, yeah, I don't know. I just... Come on, Apple. Not everybody's a portable person. You know, give us some love here. Yeah, uh, good luck with that. Um, yeah, and I mean, the other stuff from the announcement, um, I don't know, what else? let's see, i got to find my page here. Yeah, he had the touch bar. Yeah, it's interesting, I guess, but I don't know. And touch ID, too. Um, for me, that's not that big a deal because I don't need to be... I don't need to keep my laptop locked up because I don't go to many places with it. So, um, well, actually, it's just sitting behind you right now, not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, I know that's the thing. <laughs> that too, which I should decide what I want to do with that poor thing back there. But um, oh, and that's the other thing too. That uh, and I guess it sort of makes sense. But the um, they're kind of just the MacBook Air is just going to be coasting. I guess it's still going to be there, but I don't. I think it's on life support, really. At this, yeah, point. yeah. I, I, I think the only reason it's there is because of the price point. Because I think it's the entry level is now nine ninety nine for the thirteen inch Air. So I mean, that's 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 one as they've always done with something. They always say, "Well, we have one that's under a thousand dollars." You know, yeah, it's a whole dollar under a thousand dollars, but. That's our entry level. That's that's how you get into the um, into the ecosphere. But you know, it, it is disappointing. Um, and for me, it was more disappointing from the fact that we lost the or we didn't get any love on the desktop side of things. I just I really wanted it to see get get a little love. I just because my you know my my iMac is fine. I don't plan on doing anything with it anytime soon. Um, you know, I'll keep it. But it's, it would be nice to, you know, see where the upgrade path is. I mean, I guess I shouldn't askew it because, or eschew it, I guess. The uh, 5K I, Retina iMac is nothing to sneeze at, but that's still, 
that's still quite a chunk of change. I'd like to see it updated a little bit more, but you know, Apple doesn't give a damn what I think. Right. And I was trying to see it. I can't get a good Google search uh, going here, but I was trying to figure out when the last time they were refreshed, the IMAX. Um, I'm wondering if they may have a spring uh, refresh of the I, of the desktop stuff, maybe. They got processor bumps. The 21-inch got the 4K monitor last fall. Okay. That's when uh-huh. they rolled out those. And that's because I'm an iMac person. I love my iMac. Uh, there's, you know, it, you know, almost as much as I love the little white snow angels that Elisa had, but, uh, (laughs) but, um, I, I, again, I don't foresee me going away from an iMac anytime soon, but I would like to know that they're not just going to kill the damn thing off and just go all notebooks. Cause I did hear a couple people speculating about that. Are we seeing the death knell of the desktop computer from Apple? I'm like, Oh God, I hope not. That would really suck. Well, they did introduce, uh, or well, L- say that LG is selling a 5K display there. So I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe that is their plan. But I know I tried to use my MacBook back there as a desktop replacement. And I guess it worked, but uh, you know, unless maybe they make some design changes. Really, I don't think laptop computers are really meant to be desktop replacements in hardware or capability. Um, I think I kind of shortened the life of mine a little bit, especially with battery in there, using it as a desktop, not unplugging it and using it. So I just don't consider that a suitable desktop replacement, if that's what they're going for. I don't think they would, but at this point, who knows? I, I If you watch the video, and at least I know you've seen it, and Mike hasn't, that one video where they, uh, they show Phil Schiller sitting there talking about it, and he has all the displays plugged into it, and he has mm-hmm. it basically set up like a desktop. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know. It's just, I still, you know, I know everybody, oh, I just bought a new laptop. I just bought a new laptop. I still like a freaking desktop, you know, to throw my damn walker at the stage and, you know, or my cane, whatever, pick whichever thing you want me to chuck up <laughs> at the stage at them, but I want I want a more powerful desktop. I'd really, and I've considered this, and only for uh, one reason, but now that they've neutered the Mac Mini so much, I had considered after this iMac uh, had reached its end of life of going with a Mac Mini, but because they've neutered the Mac Mini so badly, in my opinion... I'm not going to go with a Mac Mini now. I will buy another 27-inch iMac just because, at least for the present time, it's the only thing you can put more RAM in that you aren't held hostage by buying the Apple RAM and paying that premium. That's why I went with uh, this one here. Although, when I bought it, it, I got it from uh, OWC, and they had tweaked it already, put the RAM in and the um, uh, SSD and all the other stuff in there. But... I mean, that's why I went with it, because it's got the quad core. You can get in there if you want to do stuff with it, at least RAM and hard drive anyway. You can get in there and do that. And, you know, like I say, it's not the neutered. And I, you know, maybe it's such a small market, they didn't really see the need. They're just keeping it there. But really, I, you know, because there are people that use these Mac Mini since they got uh, did away with their server line. What is that, 10 years ago now? When did they kill that off? It's got to uh, be. The x Yeah. They killed them off not long before I got this, so maybe about six, okay. maybe, maybe seven years ago, if okay. I'm not mistaken. 
Well, and you know, so when they got rid of them, then a lot of people switched over and started using Mac Minis as servers, and they're you know uh, good machines. They're uh, you know relatively quiet, and you know you can kind of rack mount them if you really want to, or you can figure out a way to do it anyway. You can stack a bunch of them uh, around if you want. So they did make good servers, and um, now they're going to do away with that. And I don't know, is it that small a niche that? Uh, they have to, you know, they they couldn't even throw a bone. I mean, it's not like it's going to bankrupt the company. I mean, they're just like rolling in the dough. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just, I, you know, I hate to say that, you know, Apple's losing its edge, but, you know, they become stable. And, you know, stable is fine, but I don't think they're outside of, you know, little things like the touch bar or, you know, something like that. I don't think they're being too terribly innovative right now i think they're playing it safe they're racking up the money which is good and i think that's you know tim jo- uh that's uh tim, no, cook. What, tim cook yeah there that's his strong point is to you know grow the company and i think that was his role and steve was a visionary well we don't have a visionary anymore so the company's fine financially but you know i just you know and then the problem then is too well the risk with innovation is you could lose money. Well, and I don't know that they want to really take that risk right now because the stockholders are happy. Everyone's, you know, rolling in the dough. But, you know, at some point they got to – and I know everyone keeps banging that bell all the time about, you know, Apple isn't innovating anymore. But I just have to wonder – and I realize, too, it's going to be kind of hard to pull another iPod or, you know, iPhone uh, out of their hat uh, – uh, trick of hats, hat of tricks, whatever um, – um, out, of uh, their, out of their eye ass. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Maybe that's our next thing. But um, yeah, I realize it's going to be harder to you know pull off those kind of coups. But still, I just they're they're playing it safe. Um, you know why, why don't they be a little daring? Put a quad core uh, Mac Mini out there and just see what happens. Or you know just do something a little daring and not play it so safe. They did show courage. They got rid of the uh, headphone jack in the phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kevin's doing an unspeakable gesture. Um, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, well, you know, they're, they're still good at annoying people because, like you said, uh, um, you were kind of annoyed by the, the port situation there, why they're going, you know, um, USB-C. Um, and, you know, they always do that. And it, eventually people get used to it and they move on. But, you know, they are being innovative by taking things away. That's not innovative. That's what, innovative? I don't know what you call it. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're taking away things. I wouldn't call that an innovation. Introvated. But, yeah, there we go. <laughs> what I liked, would have liked them to have done with the ports is now with – all right, to go back to the phone, you have no choice. You can't have – you can't have – a headphone jack and not have a headphone jack, obviously. Either you have it or you don't. With the ports, why couldn't they have done two USB-C and two regular USBs or even three in one just to slowly transition people over? And that way it gives them time to get the dongles. I could still use my my wireless mouse and then slowly go out and buy what I need to buy. Now it's like, okay, let me order this computer and give me five, you know, give me five dongles to go with it. Yeah. Well, and then the other, the other side of that is, remember when they did away with the floppy drive? It was like, gone. <laughs> right, but that's a situation where you either have it or you don't. Right. 
if you're going to give us four ports, why can't one of them be USB-A and one of them be, and three of them be USB-C? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree. It's, you know, the innovative versus not innovative thing is always a, a coin toss. I understand both sides of the equation when they start talking about it. I don't, um, disagree that they're not being it. I disagree sometimes with the people saying they're not being innovative because I do see innovation. Um, I think the the touch bar is an innovation. I'm not sure if it's the best innovation, but it's innovation. Uh, nobody else is doing it, so I think that's good. But I, you know, it's it's always a. I, I maybe I expect too much from Apple because that's the reason I switched to Apple because I love the. You know, where are we going next? What's the next new shiny witch shit gadget that's going to come out? You know, I mean, when I when I I was sitting there when I bought my uh, my first new Mac that I ever had was a black MacBook, um, and that thing was just amazing. It came out one day, and I was in the Apple Store in Tyson's Corner the next day saying, "Gimme, gimme, 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 gimme," you know. <laughs> so, and really, it, it it that was an awesome computer. And I still regret to this day selling that laptop. Mm. Um, but I used it for years. It was great. It was a great machine. Right. But and but that's when I bought my iMac. Of course, you know, in the $500 I got for it, it helped pay for my iMac. So. Well, you know, I, supposedly the next big thing for Apple is the iCar. Oh, no, wait a minute. They're paring it down. And from what I've heard, I think now maybe they're just they're not going to build a car. They're just going to build some system to go in the car. So... Um, I don't know, maybe it's good that they're pulling back, not trying to build a whole car or whatever they end up doing, I guess. But um, I don't know. I just, of course, maybe people said the same thing with phones. Why are they doing a phone? But I just. Oh, yeah, they did. I remember that. I remember it saying, why in the hell is Apple getting into such a business that's low margins and, and all that? So. So maybe they can pull off a car, but um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm one of those guys that said would have said the same thing about the iPhone. Maybe they can do something to to shake it up, but um, I don't know. I, I'm frust- a little frustrated, I guess, just with try. They sh- I wish they would offer something. Well, it is affordable, but it, it you know the computers are affordable. Well, I won't say they're affordable for Apple. Let's put it that way. But they're not the most powerful thing. I wish they could have tweaked it so that. It could have kept the same price, but maybe a few more things. You know, like give me back a nice uh, Mac Mini with a quad core in it. So I don't know. Yeah, I know, and, and, and you know, Mark has railed against this too about you know the neutering of the Mac Mini. They they had a great machine there. People were buying those things left and right. Um, you know, you buy you could have bought one of those like the one you have. Put a big put a couple big displays off of it, and you've got quite a quite an awesome little machine there to do a lot with um and not that yours can't i mean right but again your yours is a 2012 yep. and they didn't do anything with them they left them alone until 2014 and that's when they said up oh, we're gonna neuter you like a like a bull in the pen so off go the off go the little thing that lets us lets you do the ram upgrade and make it somewhat easy to get in and put an ssd in <laughs> I mean, I know there are people that still get in there and tweak with that stuff. Don't get me wrong, folks. Right. But well, and the other thing is too that the day when you could buy something, you know, that you could afford and work your way up, now you have to either 
lower your standards and make do with something less. Or I think, and that's probably their plan is to, well, you're just afraid that getting that won't be enough. So you're going to take the next step up, which means more money for them. It, to me, that's more of a marketing ploy to get people to buy, to buy up. Uh, and I just, I'd like to say, I kind of miss the days when you could buy something and add a little RAM and uh, tweak your hard drive and do some of that stuff later on to help you save a few bucks along the way. Well, I mean, I gave up on the hard drive idea in one sense when I bought this iMac, but I do have uh, a Thunderbolt on the back of this thing that I could plug in a Thunderbolt hard drive and boot from that, and it should be pretty much as fast as my internal hard drive is, especially since it's an ID, it's a spinning drive in this. Um, for the rare occasions I reboot, I mean, I, I I rarely reboot more than once every three weeks or so. I know people are yelling, but that's just the way it is. I don't reboot that often. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I, I guess I'm curmudgeonly or whatever it is, but I would I would have liked to seen some more love for the desktops and not so much on the uh, notebook side of things. Well, did Mike uh, Microsoft offer you anything to get excited about? Or yes, they did. They they I was watching it the Surface. What do they call it? The Surface Studio. Studio. Yeah. Yeah. This and I heard some of our online friends. You know, Steve Stanger. Uh, Victor Cahillao and John Braun, I think I think that's who was in the conversation. Or no, I think it might have been Antonio Rosario. Yeah, it was Antonio Rosario. And they were talking about, um, you know, the innovation and the wow with which Microsoft did that. That Microsoft Surface thing is really pretty cool. I watched that video. I just got around a chance to watch that this morning. And I was like, whoa, this is pretty cool. And, you know, all the little things they did with it. Again... I'm not the target market for that. No. Um, and especially at three grand right. for the entry level. And they're saying limited quantities available. Um, but you know what that made me think of? Apple five or six years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for the limited quantities. Apple's sure. a little bit better about not being limited quantities. They they plan right. ahead better. So. Well, it doesn't ship that- till 2017. Uh, probably now, but yeah, they were saying they were going to ship uh, in November. They said they would have some, but I imagine they've probably sold out whatever they had coming down the pike. There were going to be some available for the holiday season. They did say that, but I'm sure they blew through that in a matter because they started taking pre-orders on the 26th. So for day the, that day of the keynote, I guess they took pre-orders. So, well, and the Surface Studio, the certain concepts. I can do with this uh, my HP that I bought a couple years ago. That's a big touch screen, and they did design it so you can tilt it back the way that you can with that with um, the Surface Studio there. So you can do that. Certainly, it doesn't have the resolution that this one has because this the Surface is what a five K. I don't have the um, dimensions there, but it's it's a big yeah forty five hundred by three thousand. Yeah, see, this is only 1080 by whatever. But in principle, I mean, if I was the kind of person I could, you know, tilt it uh, down uh, so it lay nearly flat and I could stand up and if I wanted to, you know, draw. So, I mean, the idea is there. And I so I kind of get it when they do that. Um, and if you are, you know, a person that likes to draw and stand there and do things or be creative, I could see how something like that, you know, is good. And, you know, to, and then uh, the other thing that 
some people is getting excited about was that surface dial for the artist crowd that you could put on the screen. That was and, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you could dial in your colors or use it for different selection things. So, you know, that, uh, you know, that is some interesting stuff there. Uh, and, you know, like I say, Apple has always said they're never going to make a, a, a touch display, um, or, you know, a computer with a touch screen on it. Well, I think Microsoft has made a good case for having one uh, with a touch display because not everybody, some people like to draw, like literally draw on the screen and be able to see what they're doing, not, you know, uh, use a uh, Wacom tablet or anything like that uh, to have to translate it. So uh, I I think for some people this is going to be, you know, probably the computer choice for certain creati- uh, creative bents. Well, now I wonder if I bought one of those, could I then uh, Hackintosh it? Hmm... I I'd probably lose most of the functionality that it had, and probably yeah. Well, no touchscreen because there's no support for that built into any uh, Apple stuff. Yeah. And I'm also thinking with their was it the EFI um, boot secure boot yeah secure yeah secure boot boot <laughs> boot yeah. Yeah. boot it's it's Halloween Eve yeah. so oh uh, yeah um, yeah so you'd lose a lot of that so yeah you just have like a big you know iMac. A three thousand dollar iMac, but and if I'm going to spend that much on an iMac, might as well buy an iMac. So right, might as well. So, so yeah, it's I don't know, but it is cool. I did like the I you know it all looked great to me, but the only downside is it's running Windows ten, and I'm starting not to like Windows ten. Oh, it's terrible. I, I, I at first I was on the up curve. I was oh Windows ten much better than Windows eight. Well, actually. 10,000 times better than Windows 8. Um, but I'm, the more I use Windows 10, it's like, stop! Get out of the way! <laughs> you know, I don't I know. Get, maybe I don't use it enough. I, uh, you know, I'm still okay with uh, Windows 10. There's a few things, and there's probably some way to do it. I just haven't bothered to figure it out, like, you know, text expander or, you know, some of those things I do miss. Um the uh, I use Alfred, and I think there's one called Launch you can use on Windows. Um, but you know, there are some things that Apple has built in that I do miss on Windows. But I don't necessarily hate it. I do miss some of that stuff. Unless I, if I look around, maybe there's some um, programs out there that'll emulate it because I use uh, I can't remember the name of it right. Oh, uh, Pop Clip a lot. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, and so I don't know, maybe there's something similar there. But uh, for right now, like I said, I play a lot of Windows for games really anymore because, again, with Apple, if you're going to want to get a computer to play games well, you're going to have to get up there in uh, higher in price with a better graphics card so it'll you know play well, higher specs. So, uh, yeah, you're better off just buying a really good Windows machine versus buying a average windows machine to play your games on well i mean i really i mean i liked windows 7 uh probably as much as i liked uh, windows 2000 um xp was okay um i never minded it i never liked it as well as i did 2000 or as well as i do 7 don't ask why i don't know i can't tell you why i just know that you know that's that was it and i've had to use I've used everything since Windows 286. That's the first Windows I ever used. Which 
that dates me. We've talked about that before. But, um, yeah, Windows 10 I was real positive with. I have Windows 10 on my MacBook Air, which is upstairs, actually. Um, and it runs okay on that MacBook Air. And that's an original MacBook Air from 2008. I mean, once it boots, it runs pretty well on there. Because uh, I have it installed in Boot Camp. But, I don't know, the tile interface is beginning to annoy the hell out of me. I had to go fix my uh, father-in-law's computer the other day, and the tile interface was getting in the way. And it was like, stop, that's not what I want. Just, you know, and I was, it just, it was becoming intrusive, not obtrusive, intrusive in the way I wanted to do things. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's, like I said, I've, 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 I've either started on the downhill slope with Windows 10 or I've leveled off with Windows 10 to the point now, if I were to go out and buy a new Windows laptop, the first thing that I would do is uh, partition the hard drive and put Linux on it (laughs) and install uh, probably Ubuntu Mate or something like that because I like using Ubuntu Mate. I can make it look like I can use the, uh, what do they call it, the Cupertino interface, which is code word for, hey, it's got a dock and looks like a Mac. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So... And I and it runs fine and it runs it runs great. So, well, and you see, I, I have my um, Microsoft Surface uh, over here, the Surface Three, and I still like that thing. And like, and you know, I've I've said it before. Uh, if Apple would have had something like that, a two-in-one type deal, where you could use it as a tablet or you could use it as a laptop. Um, so there are times I just like to flip it around, use it like a tablet uh, with the touch interface for doing certain things. I maybe don't want to use it as a computer when you're in tablet mode, but for doing certain things, that's fine. Especially like if you just want to hold it in your hand, you know, do some uh, uh, web surfing, maybe check out Facebook, maybe do something like that. It's just kind of nice rather than having a laptop on your lap you can just sit there you know in tablet mode and do that uh i'm not a artist but if i do want to um there's been a few times that i've uh, loaded up a pdf and marked uh did some markup on it to, uh, for you know some reason or another it is nice to be able just to sit there and draw on it um it's just a little easy and it's easier for me to throw in my backpack take to work and if for some reason like say we want to do some um construction you know do something different at the school we'd take a picture and put it on the tablet and draw on it what we want to do and you know just do that sort of thing and it's just that's a little easier than you know having a a laptop and so i still like my uh surface and i'm okay with i don't know my computer just barked at me for some reason <laughs> i was gonna ask what the hell is that yeah i don't know it's yeah anyway didn't like what i said or so it's encouraging me i don't know but uh yeah so i still like that uh, and I don't have the problems with Windows thus far, and maybe I'm not a power user, maybe I'm not a good Mac user, I don't know, but I'm okay with it. So, Well, I mean, I had a Surface Pro 3, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. I can't remember, and it was a high-end machine, and I liked it, but the keyboard drove me up a freaking wall on that thing. The mm-hmm. keyboard cover is it's not me, and that's, and, and, and in all fairness, that's the way I see the iPad what do they call it? Smart cover for the iPad, the built-in keyboard one. Is that what it's called? The smart, yeah. Um, I, I the the fabricy kind of keyboards. I've had several of them. I don't like them. They don't they don't match the way Kevin's typing fingers work for some reason. Um, 
but I'd love to have an iPad Pro. Hint, hint, Apple, happy to review one if you want to send one this way. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. that's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just, uh, I'm just at a lost word. I, Windows 10 is just a pain in my ass. Uh, I'm used to it. Um, but it's just enough different that I get fouled up when I have to switch between versions. And it's like, eh, stop it. So maybe the more I use it, maybe I'll get more comfortable with it. But I have not had this much trouble since I had to deal with Vista. Oh. Yeah, that was a pain <laughs> in the ass. Oh, that oh. was worse than Windows Me. That was our first. Oh, no. Oh. We had Windows Me, our first Windows computer. Oh. Yeah. No, no Windows Me was worse than. Um, uh, I had Vista for a while. ME was worse than that because the. Um, it was the Outlook Express, I think, is what it was at the time. Uh, would corrupt itself uh, every once in a while, and uh, I had that thing blue screens of death. Yeah, that thing was terrible. So I think I, uh, as soon as I could update it to XP, I did. So yeah, me was me was horrible. I I barely used me. I was uh, Windows ninety eight, and then I jumped to Windows two thousand, which I I love, and I held on to two thousand for a long, long time. I fought off XP for a long time because Windows two thousand worked; it was stable, um, it was rock solid. Uh, the only problem was you couldn't play a damn game on it. I don't know why they blocked that out of it, but they did back mm. then. So, but anyway, all right. So the one thing the Moving past the hardware, the fact that that Surface Pro does, I did like what Microsoft did there. I was impressed overall with the quality of their demo. Um, yeah, they've come a long way since Monkey Man jumped around on the stage, schwitzing at the pits, you know, sweating all over everything. Balmer was horrible at making those demos. Brave guy for doing it, but horrible at doing that. Since Satya Nadella has taken over, and this is just a comment from a geek perspective. I mean, he is the type of guy that can enthrall, you know, if you're a real Windows geek, he would enthrall you as you sat there and did it. And everybody they put on stage at uh, Wednesday's event, I mean, really did a pretty damn good job. The lady that led off was really good. I can't remember her name, but she talked. She knew the products and all that. The only thing that, to me, didn't go real well was the VR thing. But frankly, of all the VR stuff I've ever seen demonstrated in, one, in a, any type of keynote, none of it ever works right when they're doing it. Well, you're looking at a geek wearing a headset, and you're supposed to imagine what he's seeing. So, Well, I mean, they, they, they do transform it and make it easy for you to see what he's seeing. But, right. you know, this is me. I'm, I don't like VR that well. I haven't tried it enough to maybe really have that opinion. I like augmented reality, AR. I, I think that's a good idea, like a HUD display on my windshield for when I'm driving before I run over the people in the road. Or, you know, something something along the lines of that. But VR, I don't know, unless I get more into gaming, I don't see it being the thing I would want to do. So, But I, I, like I say, the overall quality of the presentation for Microsoft, I think they've come a long ways, and I do want to give them kudos for that. Really, a quality presentation, a quality show, you know, they're... I felt sorry for him at times. There wasn't the, um, you know how with Apple, there's always somebody cheering in the audience, and you know maybe they, maybe Apple makes the audience that way so they will get it. But um, Microsoft, kudos, you did a good job. It was good to see you get out there, 
this type of innovation, as Victor and others were saying the other day, this is what will maybe drive Apple to become more innovative when Microsoft does these sorts of things. So, you know, that's, I mean, that's my hope, because innovation and competition are what keep us happy as geeks. It's where we get more new toys and new G-Gaz-Wiz widgets or something like that. And, and Melissa's probably yelling at her mm. her iPhone right now as we talk about this stuff. Oh, you're not saying oh, no, no. I can't do a Melissa impression. But, um, you know, it's just, I don't know. But I, I do think Microsoft did a good job, and I want to compliment them on that. So that's all I'll say. Did either of you folks have anything else to say about Microsoft's pre- Did you both watch it? Not at all. No. I'm an equal opportunity offender. I didn't watch either one. So, Well, that's good. It's good to know you just blew both of them off. Thanks, Mike. Sure. Um, that's minus 100 geek points for Mark. Um, <laughs> all right. Anything else I can do to take more points away from him? Um, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't do that. No, I mean, I will breathe. I, otherwise, I'd be awful quiet here. Send him some love goo. Oh, God, no. I don't think it transports well. And you brought it up, not me. <laughs> I, I just thought of something else I'm not going to say right now. <laughs> moving on. Moving on, folks. I, I did want to make mention, I've talked in the past about my subscription boxes. And I got a new one this week. Not a, I got the next installment in the uh, uh, arcade block. And it was actually, a, 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 I shouldn't say actually good. It was another good box. Um, the t-shirt this month was a Gears of War t-shirt. My son got that out of my hand before I hardly got it out of the box. He was just enthralled with that. It's a real nice looking design on the t-shirt. I don't know if I can show you guys well enough. There's the t-shirt design on it. Uh, okay. Really cool. Although you can't wear it to school because our school system won't let you wear things like that to school. So it's too offensive, apparently. Uh, got a little Lego figure from Five Nights at Freddy's. Really cool. Got some tube socks. I'm not a tube sock wearer, but I might have to try these out. They're from uh, Star Fox, the game. Uh, and then a really cool thing was the little enamel pin that came with it. Kind of like a Titac size. It's the original NES gun controller. From the original NES game system. It's what it looks like. It's really a cool looking pin. Um, and then there was this cool Mario Kart poster, which I love Mario Kart. And then uh, free beta code for software. So really another good one. And folks, I think I still have a few discount codes. If you want them for uh, Arcade Block, hit me up. I think they're good through maybe like the 5th of next month. I think that's right. So we're recording on the 30th of October. So... Um, if you want them, just DM me on Twitter, and I'll be happy to share the code. I think I have, like, three or four left. I can't remember. Um, my big thing is I'm trying to decide if I'm going to renew this box again because uh, it was about 80 bucks for three months. That's the cost of the subscription plus shipping, um, which I don't think is too bad. It's a lot of fun. All The kids all love to – we get the box, and everybody's like, can we open it, can we open it, can we open it? I'm like, well, I'd really like to eat dinner right now. Can we open it now? Can we open it now? So, it is kind of fun, and their uh, next month's box, uh, what was I seeing? Next month, they're going to have, oh, I know the other thing, had a cool Bat Batman Arkham Knight figure. It was Catwoman. It was a really cool figure that came in. It was a little, like, collectible figure. Wow. So, so yeah, it was really, <laughs> my daughter, my oldest daughter, played claim to that one pretty quickly, because she's a big Batman fan. So, yeah, something for everybody this month, as it always is. Uh, so, I think with that, uh, 
we'll move on to uh, the picks for this week. Uh, and I'm going to make uh, Michael go first, just for the hell of it. Yeah, and I actually held my tongue this time. That's two um, weeks in a row. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, wonders never cease. Uh, but, yeah, so this time, because it ties into what we're talking about here, um, you set the price, and I went out looking, and, well, I kind of got thinking about it the other night. I was sitting in front of my, my nice big computer there playing um, Fallout 4, and I'm going, it, this, it seems a little jerky. Uh, then I started playing um, um, Borderlands on there. And, you know, it's, it's played the way it always has, but it did seem like it wasn't fluid. And then I went and played Borderlands on my Shield tablet back there, where everything, or Shield uh, game, uh, gaming console back there, and where everything's tuned for the hardware, so it all works well. And it seems pretty fluid, so I'm thinking, maybe I need a gaming machine. So I went out looking on Amazon, and I came across the, the Zotac NEN Steam Machine uh, mini PC. Uh, $841. It's got a uh, NVIDIA GeForce uh, 960 GPU in it. Um, let's see here. The Skylake uh, Sky Lake Core i5. Five, yeah. Quad-core. Yeah, quad-core yeah, quad even. 2.2 gigahertz uh, uh, processor speed. And where's the memory? Um, 8 gigs eight, of RAM. Yeah, 8 gigs of RAM and a terabyte spinning drive. But, you know, that's, uh, that's acceptable. And it's got... Uh, and for Elisa here, it's got a USB 3.0 Type-C port, USB 3.0 ports, and USB 2.0 ports. So and, there's and ports HDMI. galore. Yeah. Um, and all that good stuff on there, you know, E-I-E-I-O. Um, but, you know, it looks like it's a good uh, a good system there. And I just, you know, I'm thinking, do I, I – I'm playing enough games. And like I say, playing Fallout, uh, it was really getting kind of – uh, sort of molasses, um, like walking through molasses, where it was kind of. I would go to swing around, and maybe I need to tweak my controller too. Maybe I got uh, things kind of messed up there a little bit too. But it's just like you'd swing around, and you'd swing too much, and you have to swing back, and it was just kind of um, not real fluid, like I thought it should be. So, I'm gonna, well, you know, maybe it's just another excuse for me to go out and get a different computer. But I don't know. I'll have to to see. But this is a you know low profile one. Um, I think it's meant for living room use, so I think it should be relatively quiet. Hey, Merry Christmas, Mike, is what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, I wished. Uh, we'll have to see. I doubt it, but because uh, I got enough other stuff to pay for. so. Well, that's true, but that's pretty cool. I like that. It's a Steam box. It's Steam-powered OS, so I yeah. mean, that's, that's the other benefit to it, so... I imagine it would be a pretty freaking fast little machine because SteamOS, as I understand it, is very uh, efficient on almost any hardware you put it on. Yeah, now you just got me thinking. But uh, <laughs> okay, there's a dangerous thought, folks. I got him thinking. <laughs> no, what I need to do is quit thinking, or maybe quit planning. But I don't know. We'll just we'll have to see. Maybe sometime we'll see how things go. Oh, well, that's cool. That's a good pick, Alisa. You have something that is. Breaks my heart. It, it kills the little white fellow, little white angels. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I wish it did, but it doesn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is something uh, I was walking around BJ's Wholesale Club the other day with my parents, and I saw one of these a lot cheaper. But uh, this one is in the price range that you specified. It's $816, and it is an electric fireplace. We don't have a fireplace in this house, nor do we want one. 
and nor do I have a room for one. But if I did, this would be kind of cool because it's, um, I don't think it says how tall it is. It's not very tall. Oh, here it it's is. It's 27 it, inches 27 high. inches high, about 28 inches high. So you've got the fireplace in the center. And then it's got like shelving on either side for books or movies or whatever you want to put on there. And you put your television on top. The one that we walked past at BJ's, you had the fireplace in the bottom. And then just above it was where the heat came out. And it really put out a lot of heat. But I've if seen you, that type, yeah. But if you touched the shelving on either side or the top, it was ice cold. Yeah. So that- you didn't have to worry about it being hot and then maybe getting in the way of your television or your books or whatever. Is this one of the ones that's an infrared heater? Is that what it is? I'm looking here at it real quick. It's a real pretty... Uh... No, I think this one might blow... Because the other one, it blows out heat. There was a slot. Like, if you look at this one... Yeah. I think, like, like see that rectangle at the top that's still in black? I think that's where the heat comes out. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean, we have, infrared, we have a couple infrared heaters here. Uh, because of the fact that I keep the heat turned down and they, they like to have it warm when they get up in the morning, my wife will turn it on and we've got one upstairs that'll warm most of the upstairs of the house in just a matter of minutes. It's an infrared heater, but you can lay paper right on it. Hell, the cats get on it and sit on top of it while it's running and they never notice it. You know, the way it heats, the way those things work. Well, this says programmable thermostat with customizable display, 1400 watt heater. But the one I saw in Beaches, like I said, you could feel the fan blowing out the heat. Felt good. Hmm. Now, these things are cool. I've actually, we need to get a new TV stand for our living room. Um, and we've looked at a couple like this, but the enclosed storage is more of an, a need than the, the prettiness of the fireplace. I mean, I would like to have the fireplace. It would look good. But um, That's I, I, exactly I, with the same thing with us. We have bookcases and a TV stand. In our family room. No fireplace. Well, I need a corner one. Um, and then I need it not to sit right on the floor. I need it to have a gap because where it's going to go, there's a vent for the or one of the vents for the furnace and the AC and stuff. So I don't want it to block that. I don't want to sit the, you know, so it needs to sit up off the floor a little bit. It needs to fit in the corner and it needs to hold my 50-inch TV. So, yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough I don't life. know. I mean, what you're, what you're describing, other than the TV, would be a wood stove. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you're talking No, we actually found a couple of them that are like that, but then they lack, uh, because they're corner stands, they lack the, um, a lot of uh, enclosed uh, uh, storage or cabinets, I don't know, where I can stick the DVR and the, or right. not the DVR, the, VC, the DVD and Blu-ray player and all that stuff. And yes, I even have a VCR still hooked to my 50-inch television. So do we. So I, we have two. We have two. We have one in the family room, one in the bedroom. Yeah. No, um, got one, and one of the kids has a VCR. I don't. The and I've got a VCR on the shelf down here if I need one. So until I transfer some of those tapes over to uh, to digital, that's the only what reason. a pain in the butt that is. I stopped. I stopped doing it. Well, now. Uh, side note, just so folks know, the the VCR DVD player that I have upstairs, I bought. I bought it. Uh, it's probably been eight years ago now. It has both DVD and v- VHS in it, and it has the ability to duplicate internally. Put the VHS in. Put a re- rewrite. Put a writable DVD in, and it'll write. It does it 
right there. It's a Samsung. I forget what model it is off the top of my head. But you can do it. It will self-duplicate. But if there's copy protection on the VHS tape, and some of them did have that, you can't you can't do anything with it. So, Well, yeah, and I've done it. Well, you're burning them to DVD, though. Is that what you're doing? Because what I was doing is just ripping them to a digital file. And that wasn't too bad because I just put them on my Plex server. And, uh, of course, now I realize that for all the work I put into it, some of them I might be better off. Some of them I may not watch very often, so just find them on Netflix or something or get digital copies through Amazon or something like that. There's a few I might, you know, if we are ever graced with grandchildren, we have a bunch of the Disney tapes here. Uh, so I might, you know, rip them and just set up something so that the kids can just sit down and, you know, watch them at that point and um, if they're not too antiquated by then. But I might just do that. And it's not – the way I had it set up wasn't too bad. I got a Elgato TV tuner, which you can plug in the output of a uh, VHS player into that uh, from your uh, composite, I think it was. You can plug it into that, and it would dupe it. And you just put it in, start the stuff running, go off, have a cup of coffee, do something, because it's doing it in real time, obviously. Yeah, yeah that's what uh, mine does. And so, and with you know, a couple of computers down here, I could just start that running, lean back once in a while, check on it. Yeah, I'm not quite done yet. Um, and you just stop, and it had the video editing stuff in there. So, you know, if you weren't there just immediately when it was done, you could lop off the slop at the end. And if you didn't get uh, things started right away, you could eliminate the stuff from uh, the beginning and kind of tidy it up a little bit. And it wasn't too bad a process, but it just did take time, and I just kind of lost interest you have to have a vcr to do it and we do have one around here but you know it's just um after a while I just figured find them on netflix or amazon yeah i mean i had thought about doing it with some of the stuff that you can't really find anymore i've got a few things that i can't find any other way um and i actually was going to put them on dvd then rip the dvds and then put the dvd away you know right. like i did with the other stuff that i've ripped but you know it was it was at the time it was the one way to do it. I had a bunch of home movies on VHS I was going to do that with and and all that sort of thing. So and I can still do it. It's not that I can't. I just it's been so long I forgot how the hell to do it. I'd have to find the <laughs> book on the thing and read up on it, but we'll see. You never know. But I do like your pickle, so we we got off topic there, but it's it's, it's very nice. It's uh, We got off topic? Yeah. Who us? Yeah. How did that happen? shocked and amazed i know the listeners are going what they straight <laughs> so my pick this week will just make elisa so happy because i picked since it's hollow it's the eve of halloween so i'm looking forward to that holiday of holidays my favorite thing that just pisses mark off to no end christmas and one thing I've wanted for a long, long time is a nice nativity set for the front yard to set up. Um, and I apologize for those that are not of the Christian faith, but sorry, I am. Um, that's just the way it goes. Uh, the This is a nice one I found on uh, Amazon. And it, what's really cool about it, the link, of course, is in the show notes as well. It's three-dimensional without being three-dimensional, so... Around here with the wind that I get at Christmas, you know, in the winter, we get these strong north winds that come down. It shouldn't blow over. It should be fairly easy to stake out and set up because it's, it's three-dimensional, although when you look at it from the street, it doesn't look as deep as it is. 
and you have to go look at the pictures, folks, to understand what I'm talking about uh, on Amazon. And I just think it's really pretty. It's very simple. It's very clean in design, I guess is the way to say it. And then to go along with it, uh, I had to throw in a little bit of tech. There's um, a uh, LED light system that's uh, solar-powered that I can set it up so it can cast general shades of, like, green and yellow and red and blue on it to give because it's all white this nativity seems like a white silhouette uh so this will give it a lovely little shades of colors to go along with it so you know well i i, I think they should have went just a little bit further there because looking at this one photo where they're showing it from the back it almost looks like a garden shed so i think they should have just thrown some extra stuff in there and the rest of the year could have got, uh, doubled as a garden shed well yeah that's true the nice <laughs> thing is if you look in the description of it it folds down to a 45 by 30 by 3 inch two boxes so that makes it easy to store but because of the price point this thing is $800 so my wife tells me I spend enough on on Christmas and related decorations that don't think this is going to be happening anytime soon um, uh, this would probably be the easiest of expensive decorations I could sell her on but you know it's just really cool folks and uh, you know think what you will of me I don't really care in that sense, but uh, it's a very cool setup. So that's what I chose for this week. And like I said, I threw in the tech with a little bit of light. So technically I have two picks, but it still fits within the whole thing. I'm using uh, Melissa's metaphor of stretching the envelope and playing with the corners and rounding them off where it need to be. So folks, I think that's going to wind us up for this week. We'll uh, do some outroductions. See, I learned a new word this week. And we'll start with uh, Miss Pacelli. Would you like to tell the lady or the listener where they can find you? I will, but I do want to say one thing before we wrap up that I have a correction from last week. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, was, I forgot. Yep. I was confetching about the iMessages, about how you could not batch delete photos or images that you get. Couldn't figure it out. So when I was talking to Suze the other day, I said, you have a success what do you do? And she goes, you can do it. The thing is, when you, you, what you do is when you want to batch delete a bunch of images or messages, uh, photos in someone's message, you go into the conversation, you click on their name and you click the little eye next to their name and it shows you this whole list of messages of images that you've received from that person or that you sent to them. What you normally did is you push down on a picture and it would come up copy, delete more. Well, when you do that now, it goes into full screen. The trick is to very lightly touch. And if you lightly touch, then it comes up delete and more. Oh, wow. So you just have to lightly touch. And that's like, oh, now it works. But what irritates me about that, I'm I'm very thankful. Thank you, Suze, for for correcting me. I'm, I'm very happy to be corrected. What irritates me about this whole thing is I did a Google search for this. It even brought me to Apple's website, and Apple support said, go into each conversation and delete them one by one. And I specifically put, how do I get rid of a photo with the 3D touch and the messages? And that's never said, make sure you use a light touch. Everything I found said, you have to go into the conversation one by one. Yeah, I mean that was a, we we talked about that quite a bit last week, and that was yeah. a real pain in the yeah. Ass. And, and it didn't know. make any sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't. The, you know, and it's so it's a it's a three D touch thing. It's not an iOS because on my iPad, you touch the picture, boom, it comes up, delete or more. 
so you can do it in batches. It's strictly the 3D touch. But yeah. nowhere on the website that I could find did it say, make sure you just use a light touch. Yeah, and, and that's the uh, the thing that I've run into with stuff in iOS 10. It's that clicking and all, it, it, don't touch it so hard. Or t- it, I, I guess I'm ham-handed. I can only touch one way. So... <laughs> At least you get that shit eating grin off your face. <laughs> so, people, if you want to find me, <laughs> no, that, that, I'm, I'm glad you figured it out. No, I am glad that you figured it out, and uh, thanks to Suze for that. So, much, yes. much appreciation. So, I just wanted to make sure that if anyone was wondering about that too, that's the re- that's the thing. Just make sure you just gentle touch, and you'll be able to do the batch to leave. So, if you do want to find me, uh, I'm at, at Sensei Dai on Twitter. And all the other contact information you can find at 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out, which is the podcast I do with Suze Gilbert and Vicki Stokes. And go listen to that, folks. I The sad part is, I guess because I know the ladies well enough now that I talk to them as I'm going down the road in the mornings or in the evenings when I'm listening to the show. So, you know, I'll be yelling, no, no, Lisa, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. no. no. <laughs> So and, and I'm saying, Vicky, wait, 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 Vicky. <laughs> I think we all do that yeah. because the, the episodes I listen to, Geeky Show, ever if I'm not on them, I'm immediately like running to my phone, texting you, you know, or you know, tweeting at you, like, no, it's this, you you, you forgot this. And... <laughs> it's always helpful. It's, it's it's one of the fun things that we as podcasters do. So it's you know, it is fun. So Michael, would you like to tell the folks where they can find out more about your? I mean, not your goo, your you. <laughs> I think the goo is going to be gone eventually here. Um, no, I don't think so. Oh, God, I hope so. Um, anyway, I'm, maybe next week I'll wear a hazmat suit. Uh, but then while we were talking, I had to double check and make sure that uh, I had put the Three Geeky Ladies podcast on my new phone here. And so I don't have all the podcasts on here that I had on the iPod. But I have, I'm getting some of them on there. And Three Geek, Geeky Ladies is there. I just need to sit down and listen to it. But if you do want to hear what I have to say, and I refuse to talk anymore about my love goo, um, you can. Um, <laughs> everyone else seems to be doing a pretty good job of it. But you can follow me on Twitter at DSC Chipman, or uh, I have an about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M C P E E K. Well, you know, Melissa hasn't had a chance to touch on your love goo for a few weeks, so. <laughs> I like wow. how he took ownership of his love goo. He did. He owns his love goo now. <laughs> And this is slowly turning into a porn <laughs> podcast here. Well, we had the snow porn that I got from Elisa earlier in the week, so. All you have um, to hear is like that bum chickawawa. Chickawawa. <laughs> oh, Lord. Lord. Tim's going to kick us off the network. <laughs> so, folks, if you want to find out more about me, and I don't know why the hell you would after this, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. That's where most of my musings appear. That's. Uh, Twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or if you go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, that links back over. And uh, you can find other things that I might have not gooed on like Mike did. But uh, if you want to find out more about the show, go over to geekiestshowever.com. And uh, you can find us in iTunes. And reviews and comments in iTunes are always welcome. They help the show get discovered. Thank you to all those that have written it. Well, folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you, despite... Yeah, we wandered off course a little bit. You know, big deal. You know, imagine that. But we do hope that you will do one thing between now and next week. If you do nothing else, don't forget to hug a geek. You're listening to the G Men. 
<laughs> you made you a few boo-boos, right? You coming out for one of your biggest events. That's true. And all I saw was him looking down, reading the auto cue. For heaven's sake, Mr. Cook, get your mm together. And you don't know what you're talking about. For your biggest product. I was not impressed at all. <laughs> even even the excitement. Japanese guy who can't speak English did a better job than Tim Cook. <laughs> you're listening to the G-Man.